More Sports Now podcast. I'm Steve Titchener back in the studio with Matt Lachlan and John McAlevey on the line. And the Washington Redskins, under pressure, finally retire their name and logo. And guys, this has this is nothing new. This has been going on for a long time. In fact, to the point where Daniel Schneider said it's never going to happen. But what happened is, you know, they got he got pressure from sponsors. It started with FedEx and then several other sponsors. And then, of course, Amazon said, we're not shipping anything with Washington Redskins on it. And the shoe just dropped and they had to make a move here. They finally did. And uh, no new name is, uh, has been established yet. But finally, uh, Daniel Schneider buckles under the current climate in our country. It started with Black Lives Matter. And then, of course, you know, Native Americans uh, want a voice as well. And they have, they're offended, frankly, by the, uh, the name Redskins. It's a derogatory term. I mean, where I go with this, guys, is listen, if the majority of Native Americans are offended by this derogatory term, then something has to be done about it. And finally, it has. This is a good thing, and it's a, it's a long time coming. Well, it's kind of hard to argue with it, right? Uh, it absolutely is. Uh, and most people don't move until they're forced to. And so FedEx not only has the naming rights to the stadium, but the chairman or CEO is a part owner of the team. Amazon put pressure on. Uh, he wants to move the team back to the district. The district was saying, well, we're not really sure. We're going to let you. And he, apparently he wants to build on the site of old RFK Stadium. They were saying no. So he was hemmed in on all corners. And mostly he was hemmed in by right. Uh, so let's see what the new name is. I'm sure it'll be awesome. I'm sure there'll be some people who will wear the old Redskin stuff into uh, into the next game they're allowed to go to. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to argue that in any other way that it's the right move. Yeah, I, I guess what we what we know is that the Redskins have had that name for a long time, and that their colors are maroon and gold, but. Let's not kid ourselves. The color green is the one that forced this uh, change. Uh, as Steve mentioned off the top, Daniel Snyder was brazen when he first, you know, for two decades he's had this team, and he said he's he's not going to change the name. They're not going to change the name. And then all of a sudden this, um, this thing that is sweeping the country in over the last couple of months has, has gone from, um, you know, police reform to now it's branched out into many, many different things. And, and their, their, you know, sports teams have now fallen underneath this. Um, and so, you know, when all of the big sponsors were pulling the plug, then uh, Mr. Snyder had an epiphany. Um, and so whatever they named the team, um, I think for the time being, I guess supposedly when, when the missive went out yesterday, it went out on uh, redskins.com. It went out on Redskins stationery. Um, so they're not fully divorced from it yet. Um, and they, as of now, they haven't chosen a name. They didn't say when they're going to do it. At this point, they might just go with the Washington Football Club, which, um, you know, I don't know who that would offend. And I, uh, it might offend other clubs that don't include football. So stay tuned it, it, because that might be uh, the next thing that will be offensive to somebody somewhere in some basement or something like that. Kind of a nod. To well, the- I, I think, though, John, you're being unfair there. Um, yes, I know we have become very sensitive um, and maybe too sensitive to some degree. 
But to tie this into somebody who might decide that Washington Football Club offends them, uh, you know, is is really to me not a great argument to make. I mean, I think that clearly the term is offensive. There is a history, no doubt. It's a franchise that, that has been around for nearly a hundred years using that name. Uh, but you know, it's it's time to go. There have been pushes previously to end it. Um, and there's been pushback on that. And, you know, finally, he got the message. And yes, I get it. You know, there are some people who are upset, and to me, too much so over minor issues in this society. But I think this is a pretty big term. Uh, you know, I think Redskins does represent something. And think about it. If you can topple an organization, or at least enlighten an organization, whether it was by dint of economic pressure or social pressure into realizing what's right or wrong. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's a bad thing. And, uh, I, I, you know, again, I, I don't know that somebody who would argue that the Washington football club is offensive really would generate much interest. It's kind of a nod to the Premier League, right? They don't have any nicknames for their teams. So the Washington football club is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly different. Uh, American sports teams have nicknames, but let's go, you know, let's go to the other side here. I mean, George Preston Marshall, the founder, you know, he's said all along, it was, it was a nod to bravery. Uh, so I, I don't think they believed that it was necessarily a derogatory term. It doesn't matter what they believe. It's, it's, it's what native Americans feel and, and, and that, that they have a voice. And, uh, so, but, you know, I read an article, uh, I read an article yesterday about this, and then there were some comments, and there was a couple of, uh, you know, Redskin fans that saying a part of them died today. And I don't think they were necessarily saying, um, it's just the brand. We, we talked about this, the strength of the brand. You know, when we were kids, I, I honestly, I didn't never thought of it as a derogatory term. I didn't know otherwise. I really didn't. I didn't, it wasn't obvious to me, but again, as I said at the beginning of the show, you have to give native Americans a voice. And if it is a derogatory term, in fact, and they are offended by a majority of them are offended by it. Um, then, then it should be, you know, I don't know what it's like to live in their skin. This is their, this is their right. I believe to, to, to have a voice and, uh, and it's important. And, and of course, like Matt, as you're alluding to, it's the, it's the right thing. Uh, to do, but yet, because this goes to, I mean, where, where does this end in, in a sense that, you know, even our president said that a lot of these names were, 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 uh, were named out of, out of, you know, uh, out of a, a position of strength and honor. Um, you know, so there's, there's a numerous other names and let's go to the NHL, Matt, where the Blackhawks are starting to get a little heat about their nickname. Now, is it derogatory or is it not? Who do we listen to? To, to get whether, in fact, it is derogatory. And then what's the stance of, um, of the, the Chicago Blackhawks and their ownership right now on that matter? You, are you up on that? I am. And before I get there, let's go back to George Preston Marshall. Why did he think Redskins was a term uh, in, in, in implying bravery and strength? Well, first of all, let, let's, let, he has the distinction of being the last owner to sign a black player. I mean, that's part of this whole discussion as well. But I, that's where he, that was that came out of his mouth. It, it was out of a uh, it was out of a nod to bravery is 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 what what was said by the Washington Redskins organization. So it, 
if he didn't see just like me and listen, you know, you know, look, I, as a kid, I didn't, you know, being a huge football fan and knowing all the teams and being fascinated by the NFL as a kid, I did not immediately think that it was derogatory only because I, you know, look, you know, there's cowboys and Indians and look, is Indian a, a derogatory term? I mean, it, to many, it, it, it is, uh, but there are numerous teams, high school, college, and pro, uh, named the Indians. Uh, so, uh, I don't, you know, look back then, who knows? Who knows what he thought in terms of just like these, the, the, the fans saying part of me died today. They probably never thought as kids that it was necessarily derogatory. And you got the strength of that connection. You know, um, it, it, it really is. A, it, the, the brand just is, 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 it becomes huge. And I think that's where Daniel Schneider was going. It's like, this is just a, the, the Redskins is just a huge brand that's been around for decades. And um, to go away from it is, you know, from a business standpoint, he, he, obviously he was, it, it was forced. Or let's face it, it was forced because there was at one point he said he would never do it. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, look, I'm not making a, a judgment on it. I'm just saying that's what he said about the naming of the Redskins, that it was a nod to bravery. Now, is he way off? Perhaps. And obviously the native, how, and did the native Americans have a voice back then? I mean, no, frankly, they didn't. And now they do and they should. And well, Steve, here's a question. What if the new name goes completely away from anything having to do with Indians? And like they said, we like last week, I, I read one that either, I think it was red tails, which was um, a nickname for the Tuskegee airmen that, um, you know, maybe that would be something that would pick up some steam. So let's say it's completely stricken from the record that now the Washington football team will have no affiliation with American Indians, Native Americans. Will will people be then offended in that respect that now they're completely stricken from the record and that there'll be no, um, you know, sort of connection with what, um, you know, for many, many years they have been connected uh, with the team? I, I don't know whether that'll open up sort of a can of worms in that respect. Maybe they should just call them the Washington Native Americans. Would that be, you know, that could be something that maybe um, would, would pick up some steam. And like you said, as a kid, this never even entered my mind. When I would see that helmet, I would, that would rev me up. That helmet with the redskins on it I, the I feather. was, was amazing. And it was a strong thing. And it was, it just, to me, it, 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 it connoted, like strength and wow, the Redskins were a team that that you had to be on your on your best game to beat them because they were going to be bigger and tougher and stronger. And it just, I mean, maybe I'm just jaded and um, you know sheltered in my whole life, but it just never in the what my wildest dreams ever, um, you know, did I think derogatory in any way. I always just revered the Redskins and their helmets and their their uh, history. And, and, you know, John, you do make a good point, uh, but I think there are those who always felt, I mean, I, I don't know that I thought about it consciously and said Redskins, but it, you know, clearly is a term, while the logo in your mind may have denoted strength, the term is 
not right. I mean, nobody, no, uh, look, I, I'm not an expert on the America West, uh, you know, but I don't think anyone used the term redskin in a, in a nice way, in a movie, in a play, in a book, you know, we're going to scalp them redskins. I don't, I don't know that it was ever used that way. You may not have thought about it. And I think most people did not, but isn't that part of what enlightenment is all about that, that we grow and we move and we learn. And so I, I think redskin is a derogatory term and, and a movement. I don't know if you'll satisfy everybody. You make a good point if they move away from a native American name. Uh, if you can find one that satisfies most people as, as being one of a tribute. Uh, I know the Navajo nation came out yesterday and said, uh, how about the, uh, code talkers, I think that was, or code breakers, I think code talkers referencing the Navajo uh, band that and others who helped or were code breakers during World War II. So, but I don't know if you can come up with something that would satisfy everybody. Plus, you know what, in this day and age, you need a nice logo too, because you got to sell a lot of merch and we know that's part of it. But I think that, you know, again, enlightenment comes on a spectrum and I think you know, now we can look back at it or look at it and say, okay, maybe it is derogatory. As for the Blackhawks, uh, the Blackhawks have come out and said they are not going to change. There remains pressure on them to do so. Their reasoning is that the their owner in the 1920s served in World War One, and he served with a division that was uh, led by, or at least had a leadership role performed by a Native American whose English name was Blackhawk. And if you read even, never, never mind the perhaps apocryphal story, but if you read current Natives who talk about it, that person's name, there was a, a, a Native name for it, but translated into, you know, big, strong Blackhawk, something like that. So that is why the owner said, I'm naming this after someone I served with, mm -hmm. served admirably with, and for whom I have a deep appreciation for what he brought to the war front. I think the problem, if you read about it, and it's been around for a while, but especially currently in, in the climate we're in, the problem that the natives have, and not all of them, I mean, we're never going to get unanimity in basically anything. I mean, there's probably somebody who will say the sun is not shining in New Jersey today, though there's barely a cloud in the sky, is that where does that morph to? Like, I don't know enough of the Native American history to know that logo showing a Native American with paint on his face and feathers. Is that a sign of disrespect? I don't know. So the, the Blackhawks are saying that it was a name to honor an individual that we should praise. Uh, I think if you read stories again, where Native Americans are upset, and again, their you know recent story in the Chicago Tribune, I believe it was, had a little bit of a split. Some were saying, no, it's a great tribute. Others saying, well, no, because it encourages fans to come to games in headdress and war chants and stuff like that. And that's a mockery. So uh, that might be a slightly different well, story, you know, it's, but, it, but it, they're facing pressure as well. It's interesting because you're coming from the name Blackhawks was, was named from uh, honor and strength. And 
Um, so it was, it, 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 they were honoring uh, Native Americans. Now, I think what this well, comes... Well, they were not honoring a Native American. Right. The guy by the name of Blackhawk. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so it's a, it's an individual, which okay. Now that's that's a, that's another. Now, that's what the, okay. That's what management and ownership is okay. saying okay. now. Okay. And what they said sure. all along over the last twenty years is it's become you know on and off again. Okay. Issue. And then you you know so going getting back to the Redskins and you made a very good point. We don't know how was that word used, and I would say it was probably used derogatory. The word Redskin was likely used derogatory. Native Americans are saying, in fact, that is the case. So, you know, the fact that George Preston Marshall says, well, it is a, a nod to bravery or whatever, you know, the really, it was just a, it's a bad name. It was a bad name. If you can go back in history and erase it, just, you know, you know use another name. But of course that, you know, look, uh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? It, it's, it, it was a long time so ago. Learned, like, it, yeah. he probably didn't think that. And I don't think, you talked about it earlier. I don't think most people thought in the 1920s that way, but we've learned. You know, there was a time when we had 12-year-olds working in mines, and when the laws started to be changed against child labor, I'm sure there was an outcry in some communities among some people, what are we doing? And I would imagine a lot of business owners were upset, like, what are we doing here? There's nobody today that would suggest that you send a 12-year-old into a mine somewhere or into some dangerous occupation, right? So we have a child labor law. There was a time when women didn't vote in America. Uh, and we would have never said now, we would never say now, well, they should. Back then, there was there was consternation. Like, are you kidding me? How could we let women vote? Uh, you know, on and on and on around the world. But, you know, my background is my grandparents on my mother's side were born in Northern Ireland. Till the day he died, my grandfather disliked and that's a nice term, the English. Why? Because as a Catholic in Northern Ireland, his family was discriminated against. Now, times have changed to a degree. Anyone listening to this show who has any family there or has any knowledge of the situation there would have to acknowledge that things have changed, but would admit that some things have remained the same, that it's still a little more difficult, particularly in the inner cities, Belfast, Derry, uh, you know, there is a hardened core of Catholics who have struggled uh, with not so much equal rights, but, you know, jobs and education and what have you. But we're more enlightened than we were 100 years ago, 50 years ago, 20 years ago, and we're moving away. My grandfather would never forgive the English for their 600-year occupation of his country and for denying the Irish, never mind the Irish Catholic, but the Irish, uh, and then certainly the Catholics, uh, the right to vote, the right to own land, the right to speak their own language. He was never going to forgive them that. But now that attitude has died as we become more progressive. It hasn't died entirely. So I think we just learn on a spectrum. And, you know, what side of history do we want to be on? Because in 1926, somebody decided that Redskins was a term of honor. A hundred years later, it's not. And, you know, language so, means something. I don't know if it's going to change. By the way, I don't know if you change the name and you call them the Code Talkers or the Native Americans, or you do something neutral like the Washington Capitals, which is the hockey team, because you play in the nation's capital, although they actually play in Maryland, but that's another story. Uh, yeah. 
I don't know if that changes some the plight of some of the natives who are and have been and whose families have been stuck on reservations under poor conditions for a long time. I don't know that it does. I don't know that it elevates them. It says, okay, I'm, I'm a step closer to getting out of this malaise. And I don't know if it changes somebody who's part native, uh, whose family over time is intermarried, but still can trace his or her roots uh, to a native band in this country. I don't know if it makes them changes their uh, outlook because they, yeah. quote unquote, made it, but they're very proud of their. Uh, Native American tradition and history. So I don't know if it changes things, but it's just, is it the right or wrong side of history? That's all I'm asking. I did a a daily brief last summer, um, and this is how I can sort of bring it back to me and and, um, a situation that I'm in and, you know, that maybe people, I don't want to say it's thin skin or get easily offended. When Major League Baseball changed the term disabled list, to the injured list, uh, they did it it's sort of in a nod to maybe people who are disabled that that in some respect that they were making light of the situation that they were in and that I am in and all of that. And I just thought that that was the most ridiculous thing that I had ever heard, almost to the point of pandering that, you know, I'm sitting around here with my teeth gnashing because, oh, how dare they say you know, the disabled list and, you know, I'm a disabled person and, and all of this. So, I mean, I, I can see certain sides of all of these things, but I just think that certain people need to just sort of get outside and smell the, the beautiful fresh air and just sort of, you know, pick other battles to, to deal with. I just think it's, it's, we've, we've gone to a point now where, I mean, what's going to be next are, will people who are, are not, very, very tall, going to petition that the Giants change their name because they feel left out or, or the, the, the New York Jets are people who fly propeller planes. Are they going to start to get to the point now where, hey, listen, you know, we're not included in all of this kind of a thing. And, you know, I mean, I'm being ridiculous with, with some of these things that I'm bringing up, but I just think it's gotten to a point now where everybody just needs to sort of take a deep breath. Well, and uh, because they're changing the name, it's not going to change, like Matt said, anybody's life or their plight or whatever. Maybe they just feel like, all right, we're going to get one over on you. And finally, we are um, you know, going to get you to change your name, and then someone will have to find something else to, to have to fight City Hall about. And it begs the question, uh, where, where does it stop? I mean, guys, listen, the Indians, Braves, Chiefs, Seminoles. A lot of nicknames out there. And, uh, you know, we'll go back to the Blackhawk example. If it's about honor and strength and uh, and uh, an ode to Native Americans, uh, it, does it come down to them just being offended or not being offended? It's it, it, And then should it be a majority who, who represents uh, the representa- representation of, of Native Americans? Should it be a majority that believes that, that – that, uh, um, to say the Seminoles is 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 derogatory in some way. So, and and I'll and I'll put it in your backyard, Matt. And by the way, I'm Irish too. But you know, the Fighting Irish. You know, what's that all about? What's what's the Leprechaun all about? Could people get offended by that as well? Well, and I agree with you, and, and I do agree with you, John. I think that, uh, and I have a lot of the same. I think 
thoughts that you do about pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. And I, I think the difference is, and you're right, Steve, the fighting Irish, a little leprechaun with his fists up. Uh, Which I'm not body. even slightly offended by. I've never even thought about it. I just, uh, it's Notre Dame, man. Yeah, they're you know? quick to fight, right? The Irish guys are quick to fight, right? Right. Is that right. What sort of... right. Yeah, the paddy wagon, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Because the police were just rounding up drunk Irishmen, <laughs> patties. No, that's the term came from. It doesn't offend me. I didn't know uh, that. However, however, I sit in a nice place in society. And knowing you two guys as well as I do, you do as well. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to – and so it's easy for me to say – don't worry about the fighting Irish. Don't worry about the term paddy wagon. Um, you know, did you hear the story about the two Irishmen who came into a bar? No, those things don't offend me. I think we have become too serious, far too serious as a society. But I think for a group of people, there is still a fight for equality mm-hmm. and recognition and words do matter. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and John, you are a great example and your quadcast podcast is a fantastic tool to educate people on what life is like for those who have suffered spinal cord injuries, what they're facing, what's happening today in terms of medical science and technology and uplifting in the messages that you have given personally and your guests have given personally to somebody who is in the same boat, who maybe, you know, is wondering whether or not they can get to whatever their normal will be, whether it's in a wheelchair or whether it's with a walker or what have you. But I'm also sure that there are people in your community, and John, you'd be able to speak to it better than me, of course, who are tired because maybe the term is disabled. Uh, of saying, and, and it might just be done out of the goodness of somebody's heart. Oh, let me get the door for you. Oh, let me tie, let let me tie that knot. Let me, you know what I mean? Let me pass the salt yeah. to you. And and people are just saying, well, I'm only doing it because I can see that John, you know, has some mobility issues. I'm just being nice. And you want, and you may want to say, Damn it, don't view me as disabled. I can do things, but that term means I can't do things. Uh, Listen, you're not offended by it. I'm not saying you should be. I'm not putting words in your mouth. But I can see why some people say, no, don't use that term. Mm -hmm. I'm reluctant to use terms today that can get you in trouble, and I'm going to stay away from most of them. But there was a term I think we all used growing up as kids for someone who wasn't the brightest. Maybe, you know, added two and two and got five. Yeah. And that was retard. Yeah. We would never use that word today. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when we all as a society kind of crossed that line with, that's such a derogatory term. And I'm not putting it into the same category as disabled, which seems a little benign. But, you know, we, we've had a little more empathy. Words mean something. So when you call somebody that term, not only were you, you know, mocking that person because they had trouble naming the state capital of New Jersey or doing 
some low-level multiplication tasks that maybe came easier to you and me, but you also put them down to the point where you were basically saying, you can't get up. And and I think some, you know, and maybe it's the same thing with some of these terms regarding Native Americans. You know, I I, I don't know. Well, no, you're yeah. making a good point, and the, the bottom line is pretty simple, right? That words matter. The, the 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 definition of those words matter. I mean, Redskins didn't work. This was something that was going on for a long time. It's different than Braves. It's different than Chiefs. It's different than Blackhawks. It's a derogatory term, and the battle has been going on for a long time. It came down to a, a big movement in our country. And then, as, as uh, you alluded to, John, it, it, the, it was green from there. All of a sudden, uh, you know, sponsors started pulling out and, uh, you know, Daniel Schneider had to make had to make a move. And it's a good move. I think both, all three of us agree that that it was time uh, to to move on uh, from that name. You know, Stephen, a side note, you mentioned uh, that it's all about green. I was listening or I was reading something in a paper yesterday about, um, and I don't want to get us on a long tangent because I know we're going to try and cut it a little bit shorter today. Um, the NBA letting the players put the socially conscious things on their uniforms. Um, somebody raised the issue, um, you know, the, of free Hong Kong, and they wouldn't let, uh, that was something that, that, that was not allowed. You couldn't have um, that put mm-hmm. on a shirt because the NBA reaps billions of dollars from China and they didn't want to offend. They didn't want to poke the big bear because they saw what happened when Daryl Morey put out that, you know, innocuous tweet about standing with the people there uh, last summer. And so, you know, again, it's the, the green, it's the almighty dollar can make you want to change things. It can also make you want to mm-hmm. turn your head when, you know, injustices are happening. And so it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see where all of this goes because um, it's, it's not, coming to an end anytime soon and you know they're coming for uh, other names and it's going to happen and uh, we shall just have to see where it all uh, winds up yeah because i mean the bottom line is you know daniel snyder's not making that move unless this, the, the hand is forced right matt i mean he, he 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 dug in so this was something where the hand was forced yeah uh, there was a financial push um and he responded but I think, you know, if you look at any changes occurred in society, you know, it, it doesn't generally, generally come willing. Mm-hmm. This is true. So, listen, it's great to be back in the studio here. Uh, you know, I was on the phone with you guys for a few weeks, but I, I love being back in, uh, in our studio. And I hope there's going to be a point where we're all going to be able to, don't we, I miss you guys being in the studio all together. I mean, we were having uh, shows and, uh, you know, this remote thing is working, but it's, it's nice to have you guys in the studio as well. It's been pretty lonely down here, but I'm glad to be back. I got a new phone. I had, a fo- I had phone problems. It seems like, it seems like it's, uh, it's working okay, so I'm happy about that. And and of course, we uh, we come to you weekly. This is More Sports Now. We also have a website, moresportsnow.com. You can check that out and you can get the podcast from that. We do have articles here and there and uh, and other things on, on the site. And uh, of course, uh, moving forward, uh, we've got things going in the fall. If uh, if the sports teams come back and play, we do, we do our, um, our, our RU review. We also do have a, a basketball program called Jersey Hardwood. That's going to come up in the fall if sports are there. And then we'll get back to that next week. We've got to talk about um, the, the possibilities 
uh, moving in to the fall with football and such. So a lot to talk about, of course, and we'll cover that Steve, here. Hey, Go Steve, ahead. can I yeah. send a disclaimer in real quick? Yes, sir. Um, speaking of the fall and the RU review and our good friend Eric Legrand, uh, he will be my guest on next week's oh. quadcast. So I will, um, you know, if you want to get sort of an up, up close and personal look at, you know, not only who Eric, the football player is and the spinal cord injured person is, you'll, uh, I'm hoping to, you know, delve in to find out a little bit more about who he was before his accident, what, what, you know, he was thinking about doing with his life and, uh, you know, as a young man, his relationship with his mom and, you know, what he sees moving forward, um, not only for the community, but for himself and his family. And, uh, so that would be something to look forward to in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, th- thanks for letting us know about that. I'm not missing that show. And, and by the way, the yeah, quad. That'll be a great conversation. Absolutely. And the quadcast is a fantastic job uh, with that, John, by the way. I've been following it. It's a really uh, a terrific show. So definitely tune into that. That'll do it for hey, this and week. Next week, we have baseball. Uh, true. Yes. We got to get back to Play baseball, too. How did I forget about Sports baseball? My goodness. We have to get back to baseball. Absolutely. So that'll do it. Yeah, uh, I mean, go ahead. I can't see anything in the next week. Mm hmm that's going to cause baseball to pull back from where we're at. Although, I mean, obviously more states are closing down in California, just, you know, shut down a lot of things, but, um, mm. yeah. I mean, and then we, and, and listen, baseball we, is less than a week or a little more than a week away. And, we get, and guess what guys, we got to watch it closely. Cause that could be how baseball goes along, how the NBA figures it out could lead into the fall and whether we're going to have sports in the fall. So it's a, it's a very important to, to keep a close yeah, eye on it, but gonna be good yeah. eight days after that. Awesome. So we'll watch. Yeah. So yes, sports are coming back and we will cover it here at moresportsnow.com. I'm Steve Titchener with Matt Lachlan and John McLeavy. We'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.